I am Karin. And I'm Andrew. And we are the new botanist. Today we're going to be talking about the spider plant. Uh, it's also known as the ribbon plant. Uh, the botanical name is Chlorophytum cacosmium. It's a perennial evergreen and it's from tropical parts of South Africa. There's over 150 species and fairly recently a NASA study has shown that it purifies the air, removing uh, formaldehyde, which is from adhesives and grouts, which is quite, quite a nasty thing to have in your house. So they can take up that refresh your house and they look pretty really do you like them i have to admit to finding that they occasionally start to look quite messy and i don't really like messy plants that's life life is messy i know i'm being a bit unfair on the lovely spider plants because we had this really really big one and it was really old um it's like i think been in our family for about 25 years or something and um it it just it just got too big for its uh pot and started to look all scraggly and blah blah and i really did not look after it so i put it in the bathroom where it was way too dark for it of course then Mm. i decided oh it's probably not getting enough light um i'll just put it outside in the blasting sunlight (laughs) and see how that how that works and obviously that didn't work very well either because then it just got again it got very sad and sort of like all the you know all the nice definition of the leaves the stripes they just Mm. got very washed out so then i was about to chuck it out um but I, somehow I couldn't get myself to chuck it out. So I, I repotted it and then it started doing really, really well. And it was looking beautiful and got these babies and blah, blah, blah. So we've got quite a few around the house now. But I have to say, I've noticed recently that um, it's that all of them are starting to look quite droopy. And um, I'm, again, mm. quite tempted to chuck some of them out. I love spider plants because they can cascade with all those babies. But if you put them in the right condition, they'll survive and survive. The ideal conditions are uh, bright indirect sunlight. Now, indirect sunlight, what on earth does that mean? It basically means uh, direct sunlight is where you have the sun, like a greenhouse, let's say. Sun's beating straight down, straight onto the leaves. That's direct sunlight. So indirect sunlight would be if you have a large window the light comes straight through it don't put the plant on the windowsill that's direct sunlight put it against a wall directly opposite the uh, window and that's indirect sunlight so they prefer indirect sunlight so we can get their energy and they like fairly moist soil so if you could pop your finger uh, two three centimeters in if it's dry give it a bit of water and it loves uh, damp environment well humid environments such as bathrooms so if you could put it on a bathroom windowsill that's not in direct sunlight or it's got that frosting it will be absolutely happy but obviously we try and keep humidity down in houses apart from bathrooms and kitchens uh, because it creates mold so you could try and mist your plants maybe once or twice a day it doesn't particularly last so long but it does keep the variegation um, active so I do actually love, love, love when, you know, when they are hanging and when they have 
clones they look so beautiful when they have a few so how many would you say would be sustainable for the plant and when would be a good time to cut them off mm. and 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 actually then also how do you cut them off and how do you then uh, use the, the clones to mm. make a new plant it's a very it's a very interesting question because uh, it depends on the size of the plant. If your spider plant is colossal, then it can take a load of, let's call them babies. It's quite a cute name, although they are clones. Uh, it depends on the size of the plants. Uh, small plants can only take a few. It's really nice to have that cascade. So I, I have one that's not too big. I like to keep the cascade. But interestingly, when you have a spider plant that has no clones, you'll see this sort of stem. It's very thick white just coming along and it produces little white discrete flowers. Don't smell very small. And that's where the babies come from. And then usually they'll grow taller and taller and taller. They're going to an orangey yellow color. And that's when the babies are starting to come along. And then at the tips, they'll start uh, doing some sort of zigzag format. And then that's where the babies come at the tips. And then you'll eventually see mini spider plants. And usually if the leaves are about uh, five, six centimetres, that's when you can cut. So cut just below where the baby's formed. And the easiest thing to do is to put it in water, uh, ideally filtered, because uh, tap water contains lots of salts, um, like chlorine, etc. That is not ideal for plants. But if you put it into water, they'll produce roots within a week or so. And another way to grow these plants is to put them into the soil directly. Make sure the soil's moist. They'll grow a bit slower. Plus, you can't see the roots. But I think it's quite a nice present. Do the babies come at specific times of year, or is it just something that happens throughout the year? Or mm. because these are native to tropical parts of South Africa which gets quite a lot of light throughout the year. There's, they're not dependent on time of year. There's no breeding season. Uh, they just produce babies when they have an, well sufficient nutrients, water and light. So you can tell if your spider plant's happy if you have these thick white stems forming and then, of course, babies. But again, if you keep them on, I like to keep mine on, but uh, you want to prune them once in a while. It does stress the plant out. So when you do have a mother plant, you do have to water it a bit more in nutrients. But just put your finger in the soil. If it's dry, water it. If it's a bit soggy, don't water it. I wanted to talk to you about watering anyway, because I just remember, you know, when I was growing up, we had lots and lots of plants in the house. And my mum would just every few days go around the house and just water them a little bit. And mm. I've been, I've definitely had points where I've, struggled with watering my plants and I even got sort of so worried about it that I downloaded this app uh, and mm. it got me to water like quite regularly and um and definitely several plants died now I'm not saying that's the app's fault mm. um because obviously I'm still there to check whether but somehow the app <laughs> made me worried about watering and then I started looking up about watering and there's so much different information mm. about like uh, you know just water this plant once a week water this plant uh, like every three days or, or whatever and then and then there's so many different methods like watering from the top watering from the bottom mm. letting the soil go completely wet then letting it leak out dunking it in a bucket and I just get so confused about mm. what actually is the right thing and then I think back to my mum and how she did it 
and our plants didn't generally die and they generally looked very happy and she didn't do all of this mm. stuff so i just i just wonder whether you could shed some light on that so there's so many different species there's hundreds and hundreds of species that we're taking out of their natural habitat some like lots of water not so much and we're putting them in this ailing environment but the general rule of thumb what i sort of use i just go around the house on my rounds put my finger into the plant soil seeing if it's dry usually my mantra is water little and often so if you check the soil if it's dry as long as it's not a cactus cactus uh, succulents tend to like being dry but things like the spider plant put your finger in if it's dry uh generally needs a little bit of water you can generally tell with uh, tropical plants uh that if they need a water they will start um drooping so you can straight away tell oh it's drooping put my finger in lift the plant put oh it's it's dry i bet water it so just have a round uh go around the house for me every three days in the summer and in winter they sort of shut up shops so they slow their metabolism down they sort of go to sleep almost most of them anyway because it's so dark for them so they don't need so much uh water because it's darker and colder in the norm, uh, northern hemisphere uh, so I just recommend going on rounds uh, and check. With regards to it being winter and stuff, I have noticed that some of the plants definitely need a lot less because they stay wet for a lot longer. And I thought mm. it was it was quite interesting to find, but it's not the same for all plants, interestingly. Um, so some plants still seem to be needing almost as much water or as, as often as they did before it got um, autumn, winter time. Mm. I suppose it, 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 again, depends on the species. So some ferns, like not dark, but uh, partial shade, as we say, and they'll grow a lot during winter. Going back to sort of spider plants, little and often is what I recommend. Should you ideally keep your plants away from anywhere near the radiators? So I live in a, a two up, two down, so it's quite a small house and the windowsills are premium estate uh, and I have about 89 houseplants at the moment and only a few windowsills and of course radiators are sort of just below them. Ideally you, you would keep away from them but it's not the end of the world if you can't keep your houseplants away. Just be mindful when the radiators are on, they're going to dry the houseplants up so usually what you'll find in summer, you're walking quite constantly because of the nice sun, the weather. And then closer autumn, when you're not ready to put the heating on, you reduce your watering. You put the heating on in winter when it's cold, then the watering goes up because you're drying them out. Um, so be mindful if you do have houseplants near radiators, keep an eye on their watering. But again, the biggest sign for lack of watering is if they droop. So you really, really, really what you're saying is look at your plants do they look happy? Just actually use your senses. All houses are very different and unique environments, so it's not very helpful learning that water your spider plant three times a week. When your house is a bit darker, it's not going to need as much, whereas if you're living in a greenhouse, it's going to need it a lot more. I mean, it is quite a sturdy plant, isn't it, to some extent? Yeah, it, it's very tolerant. Uh, so if you don't put it in exactly the correct conditions, it's not going to wither away. It's very tolerant and forgiving. What about when the tips uh, the tips go um, a bit brown? Oh, that that's just leave it. 
Um, so it could be a number of things, but for my one, for instance, it's next to a door, so it gets regularly bashed. And if you bash house plants on the tips, they'll just die off. It's just sort of like me constantly pushing you. Eventually, you'll get sick of it. So it's nothing too much to worry about. But if you really, really want to get into plants, get a spider plant. Very easy to grow. Get a baby, plant it up, and then you can claim all the uh, joy from watching it grow up. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you will join us again next time for more tips and tricks on how not to kill your plants. If you'd like us to cover a specific plant or have any other questions, you can get in touch via botanicaldoctor.co.uk.